Hey everybody, this is Mark Levine and you're listening to the NYC Real Estate Podcast. I'm, as I said, Mark Levine from property management firm EBMG. And we like to every week go into a deep dive with different professionals in the New York City and New York State real estate industry. And if you want to email the show, you can do so at nycrealestatepodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's nycrealestatepodcast at gmail.com. And today I have Automatic Industries with me and I have a lot of laundry questions. So this is a perfect um, episode to do. And here I have Denise Savino. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having us on. So you're the owner, and I also have, I'm not getting, besides myself, we'll talk to Adam. Adam Greasehaber. Thank you. <laughs> and you're yeah, it's the, a tough one. You're the general manager of Yeah, Automatic. I'm the general manager. Okay, so I'm going to hit up Denise first, and then we'll get we'll move our way over across the table to you. Okay, great. Thanks so, for having us. Um, my, my pleasure. Um, so you guys are a family business in a world of larger conglomerates of laundry companies. So Automatic Industries, when I know that your father was involved when he was alive. He's, did he start the company? He did, yes. My dad started the company in 1971. Oh, wow. That's way before I was born even. Yes. Yeah. So you've lived this your entire life. I, I know nothing else but the laundry business. Yeah. So how did, was it just you knew from day one that's what you wanted to do and that's what you wanted to get involved with? I'm one of three children and we all found our niche. I actually yeah. enjoy what I do. Oh, it's a great, great business and it's great to interact with folks. All right. That's great. And so you're obviously a female owner of a company. Most of the laundry companies or just in the New York City real estate sector, I think it's like a male dominated industry. I think you're correct. How yeah. is your experience being, has it changed since you were like your dad owning the company and you're working with your dad and then now you're running the store? Does that change anything or have you noticed that? Are you, what's your experience been? Okay. Well, I guess our, you know, my role has changed throughout the process. I, yeah, I did start out working for my dad and, and through time I, I got experience and um, as far as the woman thing, I, I can honestly say there was never a glass ceiling. So oh, that's it, great. You know, but I think it helps to be a woman. We empathize with yeah. our, our customers and our clients. Yeah. And I, I asked, I had, I, before we spoke, I had Penny Mendelson on one of my past episodes mm -hmm. and she's a, a female owner of an exterior contracting company, which you is even girl. more rare. Yes, it is. Yeah. 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 And I know that yeah. she's had, I don't want to speak for her, but we've talked, you know, on the episode and, you know, there, there are of course times where I think you're just minimized on your knowledge base just because you look a certain way or you that's have exactly like longer right. hair, you know, right. and I you mean, have to like show up and be like, no, I know my stuff, you know, that's right. And I think over time, you know, I've been at this for a long time. People yeah. get to know you and you know, you, you know, yeah. they know, you know, your stuff. And when did you join the company? Uh, well, I worked part time when I was in college and I, I went, I graduated college in 1990 and I, I hit the ground running. I joined the company full time. Well, that's the exact same as me. When I was in college, I was doing night school at Baruch and mm -hmm. I was working here during the day. And so I went for a real estate degree at night, worked here during the day. And that's why I'm like 41 being here for 21 years already. That's right. So, that's but, more or less how it happened with me as well. But we did all the grunt work, you know, and all the grunt work went in. And now, absolutely, yeah. And now to, I can empathize right. with my staff. That's right. Who's doing some of the grunt work, or some of the new employees who come in and do more of the admin stuff? I'm like, well, I did everything. I That's still do exactly my nails. Right. That's exactly right. We I were, still, yeah. We were smaller back then. We had to do more. Yeah. We were more hats to wear. Yeah. That's right. 
Well, that's cool. Well, I'm glad that you guys are pushing forward. So you're one of the few non-owned by a, a larger conglomerate um, company, right? That That is correct. There's only a handful that I could think of that haven't been bought up by the bigger firms. And I think that's kind of representative of my industry too with the management firms. There's only a few, a lot of them emerging and a you're lot right. of them are being bought. You're and right. So I think that, tell me, I can tell you my input on that, but how do you think that's a better thing for you? Oh, so proud to be boutique. Yeah. And there's only a certain clientele that wants that boutique and we're happy to service that clientele. Mm-hmm. Do you find that they, they have your face to the name? Most of our customers we know, and yeah. I, I think people that goes a long way. We're, we're local. If there's a problem, we get in the car, we meet them, and we work it out. We're not national. Yeah. Well, that's cool. And Adam, how did you get involved? Uh, I started here when I was 19. Mm-hmm. Um, 17 years ago, so wow. <laughs> I've been with the company a long time. Uh, it's been a great experience working for uh, Denise and her father, Bob. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk after you're not looking at her. <laughs> okay. If that's true. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. Sure <laughs> no, honestly, pleasure. he really worked his way up the ranks. It was, yep. you know, it, it's... I started uh, not knowing anything, yeah. and I pretty much did all the grunt work and worked my way up through the company. Yeah. Uh, installation, service, uh, a lot of technology programming. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Well, I'm sure you're happy to have long-term, you know, relationships on not only on the client side, but also internally. Very, very happy. It's a big difference. Yeah, she keeps her employees happy, which, you know, in turn, the employees like to keep the customers happy as well. So I have so many questions. So I wanted to gear this towards, uh, as you know, I manage buildings. So some of the um, boards, you know, occasionally, it's not very often, look to shop around the laundry the laundry room, the rental of the laundry room, the machines. These are, we'll get into contracts later, but these are long-term contracts. So they don't come up so much, but they come up often like maybe a few a year, you know, for us. So it's not a contract that we're constantly looking at. Sure. So I just wanted to, from your perspective to, let's say people that are listening as, you know, they're owners of buildings, they're board members in buildings, even residents. Like I wanted to talk to you about the process of like shopping around for a company and then we're going to go into contracts and uh, there's things to look at. So I, I have a bunch of things that I've always thought about um, over the years in terms of this. And I think it's a good time to kind of sit down with you. So in terms of a company, when I'm a building or I'm a, on the board of a building and I'm looking to shop it out, um, what should a building look for in a company? Like what's the, what's the marker that makes one company better than the other? Um, that's a fair question. I mean, we, we all have our assets, right? Maybe a big company can pay $10 more a month. Right. They're volume-based. I always tell people it's okay to call in more than one vendor. The more people you talk to, the more you're going to educate yourself. Yeah. Um, you learn about laundry. Every building has different priorities. Some buildings want a, a fantastic, beautifully redone room. Mm-hmm. Some buildings are worried about I want the most amount of money I can get out of this general area. Right. So it depends on the building, but I say it doesn't hurt. The more people you talk to, the more you learn. I know that when we initiate a new contract, one of the things that we do is we work into the contract. The laundry room will be painted. We'll have new tables. We'll have new chairs, uh, new lighting, new fans. Where does that go for you in terms of what are you as a, this isn't a specific question, but in general, what are you as like a company willing to do to that laundry room space? Because it is being leased out by you. And this is like the one time that 
the building may feel like you're they're spending you guys are spending money on up upgrading and outfitting that room what are you responsible for in that okay that's on a case-by-case basis and we'll go in and we'll put a lot of money into the room but we'll say time is money Mm -hmm. so there's two components uh we look to get more time to help recoup our costs Mm -hmm. our investment and the second thing is maybe money is not a priority to a building but um just having a really attractive amenity is a priority. So then we put our resources into the construction side and maybe we pay them less rent every month. Right. So everything that you're looking at is looking at the overall return. That's for exactly you guys. right. So we have to make right. We always say we're not right. not for profit. And, right. and you know, but so if I have a, a building that says I want new tile on the floor, I want a new coat of paint, I want upgraded lighting, I want a new fan for the exhaust. You take that internally and you say, okay, but we have to, that's the cost that we're getting. We have to figure out on our side the contract price so that we're the length of time to extend it another year. That's exactly right. It's part of our investment. And then we look at it on a whole. And it's not uncommon. We come in and we do this kind of work, but it's all relative. And do you find that most buildings look for something, at least, of course, painting? The most, but a lot of buildings, that is not a priority. Mm-hmm. Some of the buildings say, well, we just had the hallways painted. We took care of the room. Yeah. Um, we're worried about, we're more concerned with energy efficiency. There's other factors. Yeah. And every board is different. Mm-hmm. You have a whole new set of faces every time you go into a building. So. Yeah. Okay. So we've covered um, the new tables, the new chairs. Have you found that it's been, so there are some cases where they're just like, we want everything. And you're like, I can't give you everything because <laughs> we're... We're just providing you a service. and Well, yes and no. I mean, you know, you can't stretch walls because sometimes people are asking for the impossible. Well, right. Your plumbing, your infrastructure can't support what your dreams are all about. This is, there's only so much we can physically do here. Yeah. So. How, do, how do you recommend which machines should go in which buildings? Is it based on size? Because there's top loaders, there's front loaders, there's stackables. There, there. How do you figure out the ratio of what types of machines are the best, like the size, and then also, I guess on your end, the cycles, um, the cycle costs. Okay, so there's there's a lot of components. Demographics are a big factor. That's why on a co-op in the co-op world, we like to speak with the board or a property manager and say, well, what do you have here? What are your goals? Do you have a lot of young families? Is volume a concern? Is energy efficiency a concern? Now, as far as what we charge, well, we can do comps in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. but again, it comes back to dollars. We have some buildings, we have very low vend rates and we don't pay rent. It's right. an amenity. Right. So that's all part of the negotiation process. And that differs from building to building. Is a typical contract written up in, in a monthly fee plus, and I've seen this in some other contracts, plus a percentage of the overage that you collect, or is it most likely just going to be a flat fee? The majority of our contracts are either a flat fee or a percentage. Some of those overworded agreements are, it's a whole lot of back office for a whole lot of fluff. Right. You know, they're, they're asking, I'll give you, you know, 85% over this magical number that you know mm. you're never going to see. Right. So it's just fluff. And who's going to ask to prove it out? Well, that's the other thing. It's a lot of back office for your accounting department. And, yeah. You know, I, I, it doesn't happen often, but there are times where we're saying, you know, send us your collection schedule in those cases. Right. And that is probably very few and far between, even for somebody that has a percentage. They're not doing the homework. 
uh, you know, monthly. So but a building has that right. I don't mean to interrupt you. I'm sure. sorry. Um, but on the credit card applications, especially, yeah, we're willing every month we give them a copy of their credit card statement because if you're on a percentage, you have every right to that. Correct. You have every right to that. You know, information. Yeah. Those are your documents as well. Okay. Um, so. The prices per cycle, is that something that's negotiable? Do you work, how do you work through the price per cycle, you know, 50 cents for 15 minutes? I, I don't know how it works, but, or what the, the normal is. Is that something that when you're pricing it out and you look at it, it, does that affect your length of term also? Or is that a, an arbitrary number that you have more flexibility on? Um, it's always negotiable. It's, it's very simple. It's a formula of what we pay back. We make recommendations, what's going on in the neighborhood, how close is a laundromat, mm-hmm. you know, proximity-wise. But that is a very negotiable figure. Uh, most buildings want the most amount of money they can get out of the space, but it, we get different requests all the time. I've had instances, not with your company, with other companies that are big, and I won't name them. <laughs> they come in, they don't tell us, and they change the cost per cycle, and then they leave. We would and never do that. I'm not just saying yeah, no. that. Talk about bad blood. Yeah. And Don't then I have to deal with the fallout. That's right. Not knowing that they were there coming in. It could be, you know, it could be an extra quarter. It doesn't matter. It's just this change. And nobody That's was right. told we're getting angry emails from the board. We're getting angry emails from the residents. And they blame the manager. That's right. Always. And, Always. Then, and then we, we call back the company and they say, Oh yeah, we can roll it back. So why did you change it in the first place? You know, we need to. I, it's probably written in the contract that you have the right to, with advance notice. I don't know how your contracts are written off the top of my head, but some of these companies put in where they have the they have the right to change the uh, the fee as long as they are you know giving notice. But they don't give notice. And not to say that we would even want them to do it in the first place. We fight, fight, fight because obviously it's in our best interest to work for the right. you know the residents and the unit right. owners. Right. But they're changing it without even telling us. It's just it's just bad business to me. It's a mistake for a lot of reasons. I'll have a landlord come to me and say, "I need no more money. I need you to raise the price." And we resist because raising a price on a, an existing product, people complain. If they see a new product, they're more receptive to a price increase. But in a very less than 1% application, we'll raise yeah. prices. It's only if we have money issues, we're right. overpaying or something changed in the building where we need that money. I can't imagine that for those companies that do it, that the little bump up in revenue is worth the bad blood and then not signing the renewal contract. Well, you got to realize what you're talking You're talking about. These are national applications. So yeah. if you do the math, a little bump. Yeah. If they lose a, billion a good dollar, percentage of it, they don't care. It's a whole lot of money. We, you know, it's just yeah. a volume. It's it's different business than a boutique business. They're volume based business. Do you know how many machines you have out there now? I do, but I don't know for disclosing. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> it's like I don't. You what know. What's your recommendation if I'm looking to um, make up a room, right? Mm-hmm. And I, as a board or an owner, and I have the option of getting you in there for seven years, you renting my space, or I purchase directly from you the machines and have you service it. What's better for the building? Honestly, when a vendor owns the equipment, they're going to give it 100%. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have the back office to support it. We have the mechanics to support it. When you own the equipment, every time you have a service issue, you're going to be billed. Okay, when we own the equipment, we could be there three times in the same week and there's no bill. 
95% of the applications, it's more cost effective to use a vendor. This is right. all we do is we run laundry rooms. And these are expensive machines. They're not like you're going into Home Depot and you're getting a Maytag no, for a home use. No, you them and drive away is my joke. Some yeah. of the big machines, they're yeah, expensive. The, how much is, uh, an, on average, what would a normal industrial, I guess for this application, washer and dryer cost? Thousands each, right? Right. A base machine will start at 2000 yeah. but it's not even that. It's the technology that exists the online applications and everything. You need the back office from a company to support what's going on in the laundry room. Right. And you're probably seeing a lot, like we're seeing a lot in technology, a, a shift in how you operate your business on the service side and on just well, the use side, right? That's, and that's Adam has been spearheading yeah. us going forward with all this technology. Well, I'm going to get to that after I promise. Okay. I'm not going <laughs> to leave it to the side. No problem. So what's the typical length of your contracts? Our average contract term is seven to eight years. Yeah. Um, and that's why I said in the beginning, when we picked up this conversation, it doesn't happen often that there's a renewal, you know? So when you do, I understand why the laundry companies are very, um, on top of it because they want to make sure that it's renewed. Right. Do you know, and, and you don't have to disclose, but do you know on a percentage wise, when you have an expiring contract, how many of them renew with you? Uh, we have probably greater than 90% retention rate. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And what do you attribute that to? The small, boutique customer service? I guess if we're doing it right, they stay with us. Um, and there's always, once in a while, you get a change of board. They right. want to change the manager. They want to change yeah. everything for no, for no reason. Yeah. I can't take it personally, although I do, but most people renew with us. When does a machine become a lemon? Okay. That, uh, you can have a, a two-year-old machine that just... Yeah, acts up and then the, a good laundry company will replace it. Yeah, because we run into that with the bigger yeah, companies where they're like, it. no, mm -hmm. we're not no, replacing it. We're going to service the heck out of that thing and we're no, going to just no, for it. months. It's not. And that little post-it is on the, you know, the door that says out of service. Service has been called and it's constant. That's why I, I think service logs are very important in those cases because we could see how many calls were made on that particular machine. I haven't had that problem with you where we've had Right, you but know, we do, we do have soft. I, I imagine all these companies have software. We we track every machine, yeah, by model and serial number. And honestly, it's more cost effective with New York labor rates mm -hmm. to just yank the machine sometimes, right. and replace it. Okay, that's always just been a stress point of mine where we have a machine that for three months has been out, you know, and it's it could be back on uh, back on for uh, a week. But then it's consistently breaking down, consistently breaking but down. Then it's not making money. <laughs> no, think about it. So it's in our best interest. We yank I know. it. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's how we differentiate ourselves from other companies is that we don't like to leave a machine out for a long period yeah. of time. You know, we, we pride ourselves on our service and that's what we could provide over other companies that are, you know, national, you know. Yeah. So on a non call basis, what's a typical service like with you guys? Do you have a routine where you do it once a month? Do you come in and look at the machines? Yeah, we have a we have a schedule in our database for depending on volume. Some will be we'll do check run, uh, you know, once a month. Some do you know smaller building maybe every three months. Mm -hmm. So we try to keep on top of our machines. So we always have somebody going there and checking on them to make sure there's a machine that's not that doesn't have a label on it saying it's out of service. Right. But nobody called us, so yeah. you know we don't know. But if we have a person going there all the time, we, we find out about it faster. And the on the on the washing machines, the rubber gaskets that sometimes get a little smelly and funky. 
<laughs> yeah. Do you guys, what should we do for that? Because that's common. That's happening it's everywhere. Very yep. Leave the doors open. Leave the doors that's, open. That's the main thing. So the water evaporates out. Right. Let it breathe. Yeah. 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 The machine has to breathe. Okay. And uh, so that's the first thing you could do. And every once in a while, running a cycle through. Yeah. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll send techs out there to do run a run a bleach cycle or, mm-hmm. you know, clean off the gaskets yeah. every once in a while in a maintenance check. And we'll do a per call if uh, somebody calls from the apartment and tells us, you know, they're dirty. We don't want people using dirty machines either. So we'll Not respond to that. We don't yeah. want our I mean, you're cleaning though. your clothes. You don't want to put them in a dirty machine. It, you know, it's counterproductive. So when you're calculating the rent uh, or the, yeah, when you're calculating the rent based on what you are offering the building as rent, that just, you're taking everything into consideration. And, and obviously you're a business, you have to be profitable. Sure. We're not doing this. It's not, it's not right. a non-profit, you know? Um, so I guess we kind of covered that. It's all your expenses. It's the machines, it's the ups, upkeep. It's also what are you putting into the room? So for those buildings that are looking to keep up the rent payment, they can get less in amenities up front. That's exactly right. And maybe That's they exactly use in-house right. staff to, to paint and clean right. and That's you, right. know, you can just, save a little bit. Um, you know, a building w- with a lot of children is going to certainly produce more volume. And that's why we ask questions when we do surveys. We say, you know, right. how big are the apartments? Yeah. That's going to yield more money than a building that has young professionals that maybe do pickup and drop off. It's just demographics are a huge factor to what we pay back. Can it, <laughs> you're going to laugh probably when you hear this question. Can a contract auto renew? And you know exactly why I'm asking, I'm sure, because of the old contracts that used to exist. Okay. So I'm not an attorney. My sister is the the house counsel. Okay. Okay. The way I I understand. And yes, it's boilerplate in the industry. Yeah. Now, do we exercise it? Maybe not. Maybe yes. But the way I understand, if if we don't notify you that it's renewing, it's really not enforceable in New York State. So it's a clause, but I don't know if it's. You know, uh, a valid closet that really can hold up legally. Yeah. Will you take that clause out if, if sure. somebody requests it? I yeah. know I've, I've asked other companies to take it out. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm not putting you on the spot. I'm just asking. No, but your associate, Due diligence. Your associate makes me take it out, sir. Oh, good. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> no names again. No names. <laughs> he who shall not be named. Um, maybe not in your contract, but have you seen other contracts with other firms that have clauses that are not maybe in the best interest of um, us, the client, or are they pretty boilerplate? It's boilerplate, but you know what? It's not uncommon that every contract is negotiated specifically for a property. Right. So sometimes you have to add language and sometimes you have to take out language. And Mm -hmm. and most of the boards are very savvy now. So it has to be a contract that works for both parties. Yeah. Um, all right, we talked about lemon issues. We talked about that. Let me go through my list here. <laughs> now, um, I have a broken machine. What's a typical response time for your company? I'm very proud to say most of our calls are responded to within a 24-hour period. Okay. So if we get a call in the morning, it's not unlikely somebody will be there later that afternoon or worst case scenario the next day. Yeah. When you do a renewal, um, you do look to change out all the machines and you change and that's when we start fresh, right? Yes. Yes. I have I've I've run into a few buildings that we took over where the certificate of occupancy didn't allow for a laundry room in the basement. Yikes. Yeah. Have you run into a lot of those issues? 
okay, this is becoming, you know, again, these laws have been on the books for decades and now we're starting to see more and more of this. Yeah. And I've had issues. There was one building that I can think of where um, we had an issue that had to be cleared up with DOB, not related to this. So they had to come in to review the building. And of course they're going to review everything. And this has probably been a a laundry room that's been operating for 30 years in its current state, but it didn't technically have a CFO. So we had to amend the CFO and it was just a big deal. Yeah. You need a, yeah. an engineer, an architect. And yeah. Yeah. It's huge it's expense. A, unfortunately, it's a process. Yeah. And I'm hearing a lot of it, unfortunately. Yeah. And um, I'm going through my entire portfolio. We're making sure that everybody has the appropriate sprinklers above um, the dryers. What is it? Two or more dryers you need a, a one, one sprinkler head. One, yeah. And, and, and I'm not, I, I have to pat you guys on the back because my observation has been good management companies that know the industry are taking the initiative to put these sprinklers in before yeah. they're getting violations. Yeah. So it's I a lot more expensive uh, to uh, deal with I the city. Right. I hope your buildings appreciate that you're doing this because it's, you're doing oh, the right thing. they never appreciate it. No, yes, no, 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 no. But uh, that's do. the way to do it. Yeah. You know, do it before it becomes an issue. Yeah. So. Well, good. Um, I'm trying to think. Does it, okay. So we talked about um, buying machines outright. You think that you have a, a Financially, who knows? But I think from a, a service perspective, it probably makes sense to rent them from you. Have you, or not rent, but have you right. put in the room, you deal with all the outages, you deal with the collections, right. and we get like a f- just a rent, rent payment, which is great. And there's no capital outlay for the building, so it doesn't cost you anything. Yeah, um, you give the headaches to us. You know, we'll take care of them. So <laughs> what, what technology are you guys doing right now that is um, helping with the people inside the buildings when they use the rooms and all of that well the newest technology that's out there now is using an app on a smartphone mm-hmm. to pay your pay for your laundry machines start up a cycle and also you can monitor your laundry equipment through the app right so you can sit in your apartment and go hey is the laundry room that you know ready is there a machine open for me instead of going down there now you could just look on your smartphone and go oh there's a machine yeah not being used right now and oh, that's you can great go down and Use it that way. And I I can, through the app, I could also make a service request? Yes, you can make a service request. You can make a refund request. So, yeah, it's 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 very cool technology. Yeah, cool. What did I miss? Did I miss anything? It seems like you have a pretty good handle on laundry rooms. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I get a really I I weird might, feeling, you know, this business. <laughs> I might be a competitor soon. <laughs> I'm getting out of the... It's not it. as easy as it looks. No, you know? it's not. I don't envy... There's grief you, in everything. Just like you don't envy me, nope. I don't envy That's you. That's right. That's um, right. But you always have nice smelling clothes. So, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It's important to have clean clothing. <laughs> well, cool. Well, so how people can get in touch with you. Um, your main number is 516 Five three eight four six four six or one eight hundred the wash. That's probably easier. Yeah, to best remember. number in the business. One eight hundred the wash <laughs> or automaticindustries.com. And we're we're here. You know, any questions? We're happy to just if people have questions, even if it's not our building, we're happy to talk to them. Oh, cool. And again, you can email the show at nyc real estate podcast at gmail.com. That's nyc real estate podcast at gmail.com. I'm Mark Levine, and next week we'll be back with somebody else that's going to be just as helpful as Denise and Adam. Mark, um, but I thank so you guys much. for coming in. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so for having much. us. It's a great pleasure. Uh, great experience. Thank Anytime. you. Thanks. Thanks.